The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, October 31st. 2020 happy halloween live from the toscano cigar soundstage today we celebrate a quarter century with rocky patel the man the cigars and the culture joining us will be rocky patel and later we're going to talk to mike his rep and uh talk behind his back basically also breaking news facebook took us down me and we have a plan for cigar smokers welcome everybody to the cigar authority i I see what you did (laughs) You're listening to The Cigar Authority, now in its 11th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. A quarter of a century is 25 years, and that's what Rocky Patel celebrating, and he put out a special cigar for just this occasion. Barry, tell us about it. Well, today's first cigar is the Rocky Patel Quarter Century, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua by Rocky Patel. The size they were lighting up is the 5.5 by 50, and it features a San Andreas wrapper, Honduran binder, a secret filler, ah. along with Nicaraguan fillers harvested in 2008, but rolled in 2018, giving it 12 years of age. And a single cigar will set you back $12.69, while a box of 20 is $224.99, which comes out to $11.25 per single. It's a savings of almost $29, or 11% off the box price on TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. All right. And, uh, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Jerome, who wins the contest for yes. today. Driving from Virginia. Virginia. Came up just for us. He obviously has no life whatsoever. <laughs> so he came up to pay us <laughs> a visit. Thank you, Jerome. Thank you for coming all this way up. All right, let's give this cigar a cut and light, and uh, it's time to uh, guess the secret ingredient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Okay. Gonna take a cold draw on this. I got nothing. I got nothing for a guess. I'm trying to pick out the secret ingredient. Cherry? Funyuns? No. Cherries? Getting a little nuttiness on there. I got nuts. Do you? Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> it finally dropped, eh? There we go. <laughs> We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Sputnik. The Vertigo Sputnik features uh, double action. You do have to flip the lid yourself. You got three jets that come alive, fueled by the patented Vertigo 
big ass tank. At the bottom, you have easy adjustment, all for the low price of nine ninety nine. Oh my god! That's the Vertigo Sputnik. You want to talk about big ass tank? This thing's got it in spades. It looks like the little the Sputnik uh, aircraft from back in the seventies. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I wasn't born yet. Reminds me of Entenmann's coconut custard pie. The lighter? No, the cold draw. Stick to the topic. Wow. Full-bodied. We got a Nicaraguan cigar here, folks. Is that the secret? A lot of body. A lot of tingling happening already. We have a full-bodied cigar, I would say, off of a a quick quick draw. Quick draw. (laughs) All right. I want to get to it because... um, he is Rakesh Patel, also known or better known, especially in the cigar industry, as Rocky Patel. He's been doing this for 25 years. This tells you how old I am. I remember when he got into the cigar business and became the big thing. And he did it pretty damn fast, but he did a lot of work to, to get to it. And we're going to get to that right now. Uh, all the way from Florida, uh, zooming in is Rocky Patel. Rocky, can you hear us? I can, Dave. Thank you, guys. Happy Halloween, and congratulations to your show. It's got great legs, great longevity, and uh, you guys do an amazing job of educating the cigar consumers out there and keeping them entertained. So thank well, you again. The, the, hey, the big celebration is to you, a quarter of a century, 25-year, the silver anniversary. Um, boy, you, you worked it for 25 years, I'll tell you. It, it's just so awesome from the outside looking in. I can't imagine what, what's, what's going on in your, within your head of what it is. But uh, you were born in India, February 26, 1961. Uh, when did you move to America? I moved here when I was 14 years old in 1974. So this is the American dream here, folks. So, 14 years old, coming from India. I remember starting high school in Green Bay, Wisconsin in 1974. And I remember showing up for the first couple weeks in a suit and tie because that's how you went to class in India. And I went to a boarding school there. And I remember being there in a suit and tie. And I'm looking around and everybody's like in jeans and shorts. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't get it. And, you know, there were vending machines in the cafeteria, and you got Coca-Colas and Pepsis and chewing gum and candy bars and ice cream, and you got lunch, and there's corn dogs and pizzas. We never had it so good. People are riding around in 10-speed bikes. I never even saw a 10-speed bike in my life. Wow. And then it was it was the American dream to move here. And um, growing up in Green Bay was like, leave it to Beaver. Have you ever seen that show? Sure. Left your car keys in your car in the driveway. All the homes were never locked. Everybody played outside, whether it was in the front yard, backyard, in the neighbor's house, hanging out. You were eating dinner somewhere down the street. You just showed up to go to bed. Uh, You don't see that anymore. So it was a really wonderful place to grow up, very innocent place to grow up. Uh, You know, it it was people treated me very, very nicely. Good, uh, good. Had some amazing friends. You rode around your bike in the neighborhood. You hung out. It was simple. Life was simple. Uh, very different now. You don't even see children playing in the front yard anymore. I you know. Video games somewhere else. Uh, you know, you don't eat at the neighbor's house. You don't show up. You get, everyone's concerned where you are. Uh, it was it was a beautiful place to grow up. I had a great, 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 great time growing up in Green Bay. That's great. I got to imagine a culture shock, a, a temperature shock, especially you, you saw winter probably for the first time. 
Yeah, we walked to high school through the snow. I mean, in the cold, freezing. I mean, you, you'd come out of the shower, and if you were running late, you know, you could break your hair. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, now there's houses built uh, along the pathway where we used to walk to school. So it was, it was a pretty cool, cool time. Wow. So here you are, immigrant coming into this country. Uh, you do well through school, and um, you actually get um, go to law school, and you become a lawyer. So there's the American dream, becoming a lawyer. But the weird thing is, here you are a lawyer, and you said, okay, um, I'm going to get away from that ridiculous lawyer thing because I want to get into the cigar industry. Of all things, the opposite should happen, but you leave law and go into the cigar industry. Why? Well, I mean, it wasn't designed. It wasn't like, oh, I love cigars, and now I'll get in the cigar industry. I basically uh, ended up going to undergrad and grad school at University of Wisconsin in Madison, and then uh, got tired of the cold and decided to move out west, and uh, I wasn't ready to grow up. And so I said, well, let me be in school. School so much fun. Well, I went to law school, and it was very different being out west. It was very different. The culture was different. It wasn't like the Midwest. People weren't so kind, so loving, so warm. Uh, you know, you were just another number amongst many people out in Los Angeles. I live, I remember basically sleeping in my car the first three weeks. I couldn't even get an apartment because you had to have a reference. You had to have, you know, bank reference. I mean, I had no ties in California. I had no friend, no friends, relatives, nothing. I mean, I moved out there, applied to law school, I got in and then, uh, Finally, going through law school was difficult. It wasn't easy. And uh, I went in the evening program because I didn't want to be a poor, starving student. So I worked full time during the day at a law firm. Literally at five in the evening, I'd jump in my car, eat a sandwich, get to law school at six. From six to 10, you'd be in law school. You'd be in the library from 10 to 12 or one. You had no life. It was very competitive. Um, and, uh, you know, those were trying times. And, uh, uh, I remember people celebrating Christmas, Thanksgiving, Halloween, all the holidays, and I was in the library working or, or studying. And then after that, took the bar exam. And, and uh, incidentally, what happened is uh, I ended up working with a few people in the entertainment industry, and they were always on the movie set waiting for lighting, sound, makeup, all the above. And I started smoking cigars because they were starting to smoke cigars. And then I joined the Grand Havana Room, which was next to my office in Beverly Hills. And I go there after work and smoke cigars and hang out. And uh, somebody approached me to invest in making cigars, a gentleman by the name of Philip Zangi. Um, and he had a brand called Indian Tobacco. And I invested in the brand and I knew nothing about cigars. And pretty soon we just kept writing checks and writing checks and I wasn't getting anything back. And eventually I took over the company. And people said, you'd never make it in the business. You're not Cuban. You're not Latin. This is a business that's handed down from generation to generation. You just don't get in the cigar business. Forget it. That was a bad investment. You'll never get your money back. And I said, bullshit. I'm getting my money back. So I went to Nicaragua, Honduras, when I had some free time, Nick. Dominican, and I started asking dumb questions, learning about farming, curing, fermentation, blending, hundreds and hundreds of blends to educate myself, really learning about the business. And I saw what people were doing right, people were doing wrong, started educating myself. I realized that people were great cigar makers with great heritages, great families, but they weren't great marketing people. And I took advantage of some of those things. And at that time, in the boom time, everybody was getting involved in the business and I, it, it was obvious 
very few that were going to make it. And it was hard to get good quality tobacco. It was hard to get consistent cigars. And initially, I had other people making cigars for me, and they would change the binder, they'd change the filler, and the blends would be great, and you'd get a good rating on it. And then when you got the shipment, and I started smoking the cigars, I wanted to cry. And I'd go from store to store, store to store, trying to sell cigars. And, of course, people would buy them while I was there. As soon as I would leave, the brand would die because the cigars really were not that consistent and really were not that good looking back. And so it, finally, I said, the only way I'm going to conquer this is if we're going to take control of our own production. And I approached the Placencia family, who are one of the greatest growers of Cuban seed tobacco in the world. And I said, look. You guys make, you grow some amazing tobacco. You have so much variety, but nobody looks at you and honors you as a great cigar making family. In fact, they look at you as just taking anybody who wants to make cigars, making cigars for them and turning and burning, moving, 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 turning, turning, turning. You look at the Fuente family, they're respected. You look at the Padron family, they're respected. There's a lot of other people that are respected as great cigar makers. You're not. Let me work with you. You have this empty building in 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 uh, Don Lee in Alparaiso that used to be built by Swisher, where they're making bearings. It's a beautiful factory. Let me move in there. Give me the tobacco. I do not have the money to pay you for three and four years of tobacco and aging it. Let me age it. Let me ferment it. Let me cure it the right way. Let me limit the rollers to making cigars making 250 cigars bunched a day properly with the strictest quality control standards. So I worked with them at the same time. I had an opportunity with a company called UST who had 10 and 12 year old vintage tobaccos, hence our vintage cigars. And I, I made the same proposal with them. And they said, the only way you can do it is if you work within our factory. So we created a factory within their factory with really, really strict quality control standards. And I had total control over the curing, the fermenting, the construction process. So simultaneously, when all this happened, and I was proud that these cigars were going to be really under the strictest quality control with really aged tobaccos fermented properly, that's when we decided to put my name on the cigar and change it from Indian tobacco to Rocky Patel. And we launched the 1990 vintage, the 1992 vintage. And then with the Placencias, I launched the Edge in the decade. And, and that's how it really followed. So it was having control of all these things and having friends and people that trusted in me and allowed me to have that, that freedom to, to create what we created. I have one question. How many questions did Rocky just burn through? With he that did. Answer? He burned through a bunch of them, which is great, <laughs> which is great. Cause I, I, I know the story for sure. Um, the 1990 and the 1992, I mean, that was the big deal that ended up happening. Um, I believe 2002, you changed the name of the factory. 2004, um, comes the 1992, and 1990, uh, I remember as a retailer, um, here they are both on the shelf and people fighting over which one was better than the other, which was a great position to be in, that uh, you had two schools, uh, you know, oh, it, the 1990 is good, but the 92 is even better, and arguing back and forth. Um, and I put a picture on as our thumbnail on uh, YouTube that, that's out there now of what I thought of that cigar. And it was 2004 that um, Two Guys Smoke Shop named um, Rocky Patel the Cigar of the Year. And uh, actually, geez, I think um, that was 1999. That was actually the Indian tobacco, which I see around us, uh, uh, around our feet, uh, is boxes of 
the Indian Tobacco, which when they were good, they were good. But uh, they had issues, uh, like you said. Um, but you would win packaging awards. Your packaging was unbelievable. Um, the different things you came up with, box press and all the different things that came out, different shapes and all that, but couldn't get the consistency right. You put Rocky Patel out, and here we're talking about uh, 2004. This is 2020 right now. Still, it sits on our shelves. It's still more popular. It's more popular than ever. Is it your most popular, the vintage 1990 and 1992? Yeah, so, you know, let me answer the first question. So when there, they was see, a, there was a first question? We want to, to be real creative. We want to think outside the box. I want to do something different. And our packaging was loud and it was different and unique and distinct. And, and you know, we reached out there. I think we were one of the first ones back then come up with the box press cigar, the Super Forte line. And, and I remember the cigar at that time, uh, all the cigars were mild, mild to medium. I don't care. If you go back and remember, the big brands were Hoya, Punch, Fuente, Avo, Davidoff, uh, Thomas Hines, Fonseca. I mean, these were all, all even La Flora, all these cigars were mild to medium. Yeah. And I remember giving a super puerto of the Lito Gomez in Manhattan. And he smoked and he goes, you're crazy. This is too strong. Now, here's a man now who makes the double Lijero, which is one of the fullest bodied cigars that I enjoy. So, you know, we were kind of ahead of the curve with the richer, fuller cigar. And I think it comes from my background of being a chef and cooking. I always like complexity in my food. I like a lot of flavor. I like to create and search for unique tobaccos. And at that time, we had a wrapper from Costa Rica. We had, you know, we were looking at tobaccos that people were never, ever looking at, you know. And, and so, yes, getting back on that point, uh, you know, I think uh, the vintages were the cigars that launched the name and the brand. And it was the 1990 and the 92, the 90 outsold the 92. Basically, the same fillers I still remember from heart. I made 158 blends. And there were three of us working on the blends. And it was the first blend that I made that was the one that we ended up picking. And I remember it to heart. It was Dominican Alor, Dominican Piloto, one leaf of each. We had a leaf of Brazilian Matafina, a leaf of Lijero from Esteli, a leaf of Lijero from Jalapa, a, a Mexican binder. And then we had a 12-year-old broadleaf wrapper that was going in the Telanga Valley in Honduras and a 10-year-old Sumatra wrapper that was going in Ecuador. And that's the 90 and the 92. The 90s got the Telanga wrapper, still has a Telanga wrapper in that same farm that General used to own that's grown, uh, took, uh, taken over by the Posenza family. And the Sumatra wrapper we still get from ASP, and we age it for that long. And that's the only difference. I prefer the 92, but the 90 sells, outsells the 92. And now the 99, which is the same blend with a seven-year-old Connecticut shade wrapper from the Connecticut River Valley, has taken over the sales, and that's the number one selling SKU we have. T typically, what we end up seeing is a cigar, after a lot of years, changes its dynamic. It's, it's a different cigar than it used to be, but I'm, I'm here to tell you, it's the same cigar that it was before. I, I lit it up earlier this week to smoke it again, just to, to know that it right. is what it is. Consistency of that product, of old tobacco, too, uh, to be able to end up emulating that year after year. 18 years later. It's unbelievable. Pretty impressive. Rocky, there's no question you made your bones as a disruptor in the industry. What are you doing now to disrupt the industry? To stand <laughs> well, out I still? Mean, disruptor, I don't know. I, I, I might have changed the way people looked at the industry. I think I made everyone work harder. You and did. When I, say that, 
I don't I don't mean it in a self-serving way. Uh, you know, I realized that being an outsider in the industry and not coming from a family with tradition and heritage that you can market, um, I had to go out and work hard. I had to sell myself and I had to sell uh, the quality of our cigars, the consistency of our cigars, the passion that we have for making sure that the cigars are, are, are exactly made the same way like David referred to. You know, it's interesting in the wine industry, uh, every vintage is different. Well, the same principle applies in the cigar industry. If we got too much rain in Honduras or Nicaragua or too much sun, if I'm using a six priming on a particular blend, that priming will change the next year. If it's too much rain, the tobacco is going to be milder than it was supposed to be intended to be. If there's too much sun, it's going to be stronger and fuller bodied. So we're, we're always playing around like a mad scientist, like a chemist. With, with the primings to assure that you get the same intended flavor profile the cigar was supposed to have. And, and, and so we worked very, very hard at that. And what I did is I pounded the road. I went to 600 cities in 700 days. I built relationships with the consumers. I built relationships with the retailers. And, and I was there to let them know that, you know, I can be talked to, touched. I can talk about my products, I can answer questions, I can talk in detail and educate you uh, from seedling to box about how a cigar is made. So I spent a lot of time reaching out to everybody. And I think that changed the dynamics of the industry because most people that own companies never really got out to the marketplace. Yeah, they might do a few cigar dinners here and there, but not as much as we reached out to people and did. So I think that was the disruption uh, that you're learning to. And now, uh, you know, the big fight is against the FDA and the federal and state governments. And that's what I'm spending probably 60 to 70 percent of my time on. I believe that the premium cigar industry is a unique industry. It's a cottage industry. It's a boutique industry uh, that's under attack unfairly with overreaching and egregious uh, laws. Uh, they're after cigarettes and other tobacco products that have youth access that kids are smoking. Uh, this is not a product that people chain smoke. This is not a habitual product. This is something you enjoy like a single malt scotch or a glass of wine enjoyed by adults. Um, you know, we spend a lot of time by the seedling goes in the ground time. You get a cigar in a box takes four to five years. Uh, it's a very unique. We only make 350 million cigars out of the billions and billions of other products that are made. We make a 0.01% of all tobacco products out there. Yet we're the most regulated, heavily attacked because people don't understand this industry. And so we're trying to educate our politicians, educate the legislators that this is a very distinct, unique product and it ought not to be taxed unfairly and it ought not to be regulated. And we should be allowed to smoke in cigar shops, in lounges and other places. So that's really my mission right now. And unfortunately, within our own cigar world, we have separation. And that's where the problem arises, that there's people against us within our own industry, and we need to come together, and unfortunately, that hasn't been happening. Dave, you're exactly right. So, you know, the problem is the following. You have family-owned companies like the Fuentes, like the Padrones, like the Olivas, and many, many others that are out there that are family-owned companies that work on a daily basis to make good quality cigars, and they're going to pass the companies on to generations, to their kids. I mean, you look at Nick Perdomo, he's got his son involved in the business. You look at the Padrones, they have an entire family. You look at the Fuentes, they have their entire family. So, you have a lot of history here and then you have the other dynamic 
which is you have the large corporations, you have General, you have Altadis, you have Swisher, and these companies really don't have a face to the company. They have a CEO that comes in, they work for a number of years, they get their earnout clauses and they're gone and the next guy comes in from Coors Beer or from Procter & Gamble or wherever. They really don't have any skin in the game. And unfortunately, they're about just earnings, earnings and driving up their shareholder prices. And they have many products that are made both on the premium side and on the machine-made side. And unfortunately, they make more money on the machine-made side or a significant amount of money on the machine-made side. And those products are under attack, okay? I'm not saying this because I believe it. I'm saying it because that's what the regulators say. That's what Judge Mehta said in all those rulings. They believe that those type of products have youth access issues. Which they They're, do, which they do. Issues. And I'm not one to judge them, but I'm just telling you what they say. And those products are under attack. These products are very unique and different. And when you try to take and protect those products, like there was a there was Senator Reed told me this a long time ago when I was up in Washington, D.C. There's one lifeboat. Only 10 people can get in it. You can't put 30 people in that lifeboat. And the reality is premium cigars are products that are appreciated by people in Washington, D.C. They respect them. They understand that adults smoke them occasionally. They don't have a health hazard to public at large, and they don't look at the other tobacco products in the same light. And the reality is when you try to compare the products and make them exactly the same and you try to save those products and when you have lawsuits where you try to claim that a cigar that is a blunt wrap, a cigar that is machine made with cherry, vanilla and watermelon flavor and you try to compare it to a premium cigar, well, guess what? It is not a premium cigar. These are unique and different cigars than those products. And what happens is that the big companies try to claim that those are also premium cigars. And when they try to save that, it destroys the entire, entire industry because you have to separate out these products from the other products. And every time we go, whether it's tax cap in a particular state, whether it's FDA regulation, when you try to lump everything together, well, guess what? They're after those products, and we get drowned with them, and we get taken down with them, and, and that's what's happening. And the unfortunate thing is they got into this business for that purpose. The, that piece of that pie for them is just a pawn in this game so that they say they're in this also. When I saw Philip Morris get into the premium cigar end with um, Nat Sherman, I said, oh, no, this is what's going to take us down because they're going to use that as a pawn to say, okay, and they did. They started um, with the FDA right off the bat and said, no, um, it should be regulated the same way as, as they did to their cigarette competitors and all that. Uh, as much as I hated to see Nat Sherman go away, I was happy to see Philip Morris go away uh, and out of it and, you know, stick with what, what they end up doing. Um, and, the, and the same goes for the others that you mentioned, that, that they have their foot in where it doesn't belong. And they, they go, use it against us. I'm going to call them out, David. I mean, I've kept my mouth shut, but I'm going to, like, you know, I talked to Carlito the other day, and they said, we're just tired of just being abused, flat, flat out being abused by these companies. And the reality is that between the retail organization, which is called the uh, PCA now, Premium Cigar Association, made up of all the retail community out there, 
and the Cigar Rights of America, which is basically all the family-owned companies, we paid for the majority of the fight fighting the warnings issue and the other FDA issue. We're dealing with the uh, SC substantial equivalents and everything else that had to deal with, you know, no more new products on the market and everything. We won both those lawsuits. We spent over $6 million and it was paid by the family owned companies and the PCA. The big companies did not participate at the level we did. Okay. Of course. They, they, they paid very, very little. They got a free ride in all of this. And now we have another lawsuit that we're getting ready to file, which is the option to argument to get that monkey of our back permanently so that we can get a win in front of Judge Mehta, who's ruled in our favor twice. And again, these big companies refuse to take on the definition that Judge Mehta came up with for premium cigars, which is a narrow definition, which says that all the tobacco basically is premium long filler made by hand, no machines involved, no flavors involved. And they still are trying to adopt a wider definition to bring in all the machine-made products and other products. And it's going to sink us all. The judge has very clearly ruled what he claims is a premium cigars. And again, these companies keep fighting back, fighting back, fighting back, working against the industry for the better, for, for saving the premium side. And they're going to they're going to screw it up for all of us. And I don't get it. And they're going to be gone. Whoever's making these decisions there will be there for three, four, five years, then gone. And the next guy comes in. And it's unfortunate. So these products, you know, our industry is under attack, not only by the outside legislature and by the FDA and the government, but we have people within our industry who are divisive, who are not good people, who are not doing the right thing for premium cigars. And every decision they've made so far has been bad. Everything they've ever done has been bad. The reality is we've won. They never thought we'd win on warnings. They never thought we'd win on SC. We put in our money, tons of money, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars by the family-owned companies every year to save the industry. And these guys sat on the sidelines thinking it would never happen, and we won. So they're wrong. We're right, and we will be right, and we will defend our right to save this industry. There we go. Amen. Amen. Hell yeah. Um, listen, nobody worked harder than you on this whole thing, right from S-chip all the way through. Uh, I, I've been to D.C. a dozen times. Every single time I went there, you were there. So you were there a lot more than I was because uh, it wasn't coincidentally that I bumped into you every single time. Uh, going into uh, a senator's office or a congressman's office, uh, they know you by name. Uh, so you have uh, you've done it. You've you, you did it. Uh, the hard work for us. So we have you to thank for it. Uh, you took your work ethic for Rocky Patel cigars and you did it for the entire industry uh, and celebrating now 25 years of it. Let me ask you the future of Rocky Patel cigars, assuming everything goes good. What is the future? So, you know, it's funny. I saw that picture that you posted. My God, that I look young. We were and kids. We were children I thought, then. I thought I was a new guy on the block, and now I feel like I'm the, the senior citizen in the industry. But, uh, listen, it's been a great journey. Uh, I've really, really enjoyed the relationships I've built uh, along the way with all the consumers, the retailers. I can't imagine doing anything else besides being the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, that would be my only other dream in life. But uh, and that's not going to happen anytime soon. So uh, this has been I, I, I love my peers. I, I, I love everything about this industry. I think there are better cigars made now than ever before in history. Absolutely uh, competitive and, and we're working very hard. And so 
the future for me now is, you know, I really, really wish that we can get rid of some of these overreaching FDA regulations, number one. Number two, we have a big battle ahead of us on the state side. All the states are going to be bankrupt, and they're going to go after the low-hanging fruit, which is tobacco. We're going to be lumped in with cigarettes. We need to separate out and show that these products should not be under attack. And then finally, uh, my dream is, you know, we're, we're getting ready to build a new factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to really creating a factory that I've dreamt of. Uh, you know, doing it my way. We bought some, uh, a lot of farmland in Esteli, uh, some of the prime farmland. Uh, you know, we already had about 90 acres. We bought another 130 acres uh, in, in right in the heart of Esteli with fertile, great soil. So we're looking to build some villas in a factory where we can entertain people. And we're moving into a new building here in Naples, uh, about 71,000 square feet. Uh, so it's going to be a nice warehouse with a nice office where we can entertain people. And my goal is to enjoy more time with uh, my family. Uh, you know, I spent 25 years sacrificing family, friends, relationships to build this company. COVID's brought some reality. I finally got to ride my bike around and see my neighborhood. Uh, I'm enjoying that unpacking, packing, ironing, and getting on the road. Uh, it's kind of nice to have a little break and be able to cook at home and drink a bottle of wine and, and enjoy friends and people. So, uh, you know, it, it, this has been a kind of a, a nice journey. Uh, so, yeah, just looking forward to enjoying a life a little more and chilling out a little more. All right. But Rocky Patel Cigars continues and uh, it will get bigger for you to be uh, growing tobacco. You've gone full circle now. So, uh Nobody controls you at this point, and uh, your destiny is your destiny. I can't congratulate you enough. 25 years, it's a giant milestone. Uh, I, ho I hope to be around for the 50th um, and um, see you still there. It's, it's uh, unbelievable what you did. You, you should be proud of yourself and, and the team around you, your brother and your, and your cousin uh, who's been there for a long time with you. Uh, you created a monster of a business, uh, and, and I think uh, people thought you weren't going to do it, and it's, it's great to see that you did. So a big congratulations. Congratulations on 25-year silver anniversary, quarter a century in this great cigar um, made in Nicaragua at your own factory. So congratulations, Rocky. So proud of you. Thank you, David. Listen, we couldn't have done it without a great team. My brother, Nish, uh, cousin Nimish, Dave Bullock, and, and many, many others. I have to thank Marissa at the factory of Milk on Nicaragua. We have a great group of people. We have a great family. It's a family-owned business. And uh, there's no better retailer than David Garofalo. Oh, please, please. I always tell people, if you want to learn Cigar 101 retailing, if you want to learn about great marketing, I wish we had many more of you. I've learned so much from you. You're amazing at what you do. Keep up the good work. And really what you guys are doing there with the show is just absolutely, absolutely great for the industry. So thank you for having me on. And without you guys, we wouldn't be around. So thank you for your support. All right. Thank you. I salute you, Rocky Patel. Uh, enjoy 25 years. And we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to bring Rocky Patel's rep on. He went from consumer to a Rocky Patel rep, quitting his job to rep a cigar company. And we'll talk to Mike, the rep from Rocky Patel. He joins us. And when we come back, we're going to discuss Facebook and cigars. We've been kicked off Facebook this week for good. Mr. Jonathan, Mr. Sullivan, and me. What is happening and why? Would three days away from an election have anything to do with this? Or is it all about cigars? That more when we get back 
We're live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Siri is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Siri from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, Those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple. Exceptional quality of their cigars 
and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. Hello, this is Huster Aurora from Jerry Tobacco. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back. We're celebrating a quarter century of Rocky Patel and smoking the Rocky Patel quarter century. Why not? Joining us is the New England rep for Rocky Patel, Mike. He's been here before. Welcome back, Mike. Thanks. Great to be here again. Had the big boss on. Big boss was on. How yeah. do I follow that up? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tough. I got a lot more than I'll ever know. <laughs> I got to hand it to Rocky. He had a half an hour on the podcast of Record for Cigars. And he doesn't spend the time pitching Rocky Patel cigars. He spends the time talking yeah. about the much-needed discussion about FDA and their overreach. Yeah, that, that's it. that's his style of how it is. And uh, you were joking during the thing. I have uh, 20 <laughs> questions down here. And uh, as it was going on, I'm just checking them off. I asked one question, and it was, okay, he answered the first eight. And then let's go to the next one. But almost in order. Right. It's pretty order of the direction mm-hmm. that I wanted to go in. So I, I got most of it in there anyway. But uh, – we almost finished the cigar in the first half hour because we never had a chance to speak. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> Do you remember him on Tucker Carlson? Did you see him that time that he, he did Fox News? I, I did. So the little segment that's at the end, he has only three, four minutes or whatever exactly. He put in the entire thing that was going on yep. with the industry in four minutes. It's unbelievable. And interrupted a couple of times in it. but Disregarded stayed, Tucker completely. And <laughs> just delivered right through. his and, elevator pitch. And it was so awesome. At the end of it, I mean, I stood up. I'm in my living room at the time watching this thing, every word that he ends up saying. And he gets through everything he has to do. And I stand up like we scored a yeah. touchdown. I'm like, oh, my God. Everybody everything should Google in. that and watch that if you haven't it seen it. It was unreal. It was unreal. I've it, seen Dave watch. Baseball games, football <laughs> yeah. games. He's never stood up one no, time. No, no, that was Rocky it. Patel gets on Tucker Carlson, and he's standing there cheering him along. That was a grand slam. Yeah, how great. he ends up Crushed pulling it. her off. I've been with him in D.C. and in Senate's office and and, and Congressman's office, and he he kills it. He goes in there. We see so, so determined as he went into this industry. I was there at the beginning of this, and he came in so strong that day. That picture that I put on there of of Rocky with Indian tobacco at the time, he would t- touch 
every single customer that walked in the, in the store. If the guy disregarded him or something, he didn't let it go. He ended up there. Let me show it to you. I, you don't have to buy it. I just want to show it to you and, and to explain this yeah. to you. Ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. And, you know, pick him up at nighttime at the airport with luggage that arrived Shipped to shipped us to you. <laughs> because he just came from somewhere else and he wanted a clean set of clothes. And he had shipped this back out for me. He'd have the call tag already. And he was able to end up a machine, an absolute thir- machine. 300 days in a row. He said some ridiculous amount of. Yes, seven, 700 stops or 700 events in 600 days or something like that. Crazy. Unbelievable. And what he did, he did do exactly that. He made everybody in the industry at that point step up. Because he was going so quick, and everybody's standing there watching it, which was at the beginning of it, to be honest with you, of this guy, people saying. He burned himself out. An Indian guy coming into the cigar industry, it was all Cubans. How is he going to end up bad? He was was looked at as it's not even going to happen. As he started making his way through, all of a sudden he starts getting attention. And it's like, oh, my God, look at this guy. And then you start seeing everybody start stepping it up. And this industry changed at that point. Then the manufacturers started coming out. He forced their call to rise and tide raises all ships. And he made everybody better, to be honest with you. He didn't hurt anybody doing it. He made everybody better. Those that didn't, and and this is during the cigar boom, those that said, no, I'm not going to do it. They're gone. Yeah. Who are those people? They, they don't exist anymore. They, they got out of the business because they weren't going to work that hard to do it. So we made everybody work hard, including me as a retailer. I'd stand there on the, on the floor with him. I'm in the store every single day. I know every customer. Watch him interact with my customers and beat me on the sales floor. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell's wrong with me? And the next day I'm coming in and saying, okay, I just learned from him. Uh, great salesman. Um, and well, don't great- think for a second that that person's gone because I do events with him all the time and, and he's <laughs> still an animal. I mean, you have to look, look over your shoulder like, oh no, he's selling more than me. I got to sell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and meeting everybody and talking to everybody. It's, he did unbelievable. It's 25 see. years. So congratulations to Rocky on that. You were a police as a consumer of Rocky Patel cigars. You happen to like them above and beyond everything. And said, I think I want to start my career after all these years and work for Rocky Patel? Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, we talked about it a little bit the last yeah. time I was on the show. But, um, you know, I didn't necessarily quit. I was I was running my the end of my days. Okay. I had my time in. Um, maybe not so much the age, a few years short of the age. But, you know, uh, developing a, a good friendship at Rocky and the whole team over the course of about it, 10 years. You or know, so, over. It, so many people say to me, and I, I, don't, I don't know if, if you had a real true friendship, but... A lot of my customers say, oh, I'm friends with Rocky Patel. I'm friends with Rocky Patel. I've heard it more than anything else that he has built a friendship, and there's no way he can remember all these people that he's supposedly friends with. They certainly remember him, but everybody thinks they're Rocky Patel's friend because that's what comes out of him. Right. Yeah, and, you know, we developed that friendship. And, you know, Rocky, our company, Rocky himself, uh, the whole team is big supportive of law enforcement, you know, police, fire, military. Um, As you should be. Yeah, and I think that that's the initial connection that we made and developed this friendship over the course of some years. And I went from, at one point, being the person hanging out at the booth at the at the show, at the event, and having fun and talking and smoking cigars and feeling really good about, like, wow, this is great, to the next thing you know, it's like, hey, why don't you come behind the booth and talk to the people? You love, you love cigars, you like our cigars, you know. 
you're a people person, and that's kind of how it, it happened. And then it got to the point where I was just about ready to, to I was starting to think about retirement and I had a few years left. And Will then, you guys pay me for this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the next thing you know, it's like, you know, oh, you're going you're gonna to come work for us. Like, oh, and then, then I start to get intimidated. Like, I'm not a salesman. Like, that's the last thing I ever in a million right, years would have thought. Right, you never were. But you are very good at it. You <laughs> well, are very good. Yeah. You are. You did good. Or, again, being around somebody that's so good at it, something's going to rub off, yeah. right? You start catching on. And-, and he said at the end of his interview, and, and it's, you know, when you hear it, you know, you know it if you're a part of the company, but it's a family. I mean, we're yeah. a family. Everybody, you know, we work hard. We, we like to well, spend he, time together. He was familying other people that are out there, but he's a family too, that it's his brother that's in there. Yeah. It's his cousin that's in there. Uh, and then the people that have been with him for a long time, Dave Bullock and all the different reps and things across yeah, the, the country. the guy took over from Max. You know, yeah. It, yeah, how many years. Forever, you know? Right. And right. helped me out a lot along the way. So that says a lot, too. When, when people end up sticking around for a company for a long period of time, that's another indicator of what kind of person's on the other side, right? Yeah, definitely. So he unbelievable. 25 years. Uh, what do you think of the cigar? I love it. Yeah? I love it. This yeah. is a full-bodied Rocky Patel. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I tend to be more towards more full than medium, but mm. not necessarily the fullest of full. But uh, it's got a lot of creaminess. I get a lot of earthiness out of it. Tiny bit of caramel when I when yeah. I smoke it. There's a subtle sweetness on, on the finish. You guys and are missing the, the important flavor. It's not even on the tasting notes. I'm trying to find it here. You're not going to say Funyuns, are you? <laughs> you did say it a little earlier. Ginger snaps. Ginger snaps. This okay. is ginger snaps. It's got that little bit of a bite. That little peppery component there that you get, it's and also there. a little I'm, bit of sweetness. Okay. But the old school ginger snaps that were made with animal fat versus vegetable shortening. We're talking old school. I never thought I would ever hear that you ever read the ingredients of anything you put in your mouth. <laughs> they I'm changed. Impressed. Them animal crackers, they all changed. The That's why you don't eat animal crackers anymore? Yeah. Or is it because bread. they don't taste like rum? Well, they don't taste like animals. It was very disappointing. <laughs> So I've been telling you for the past um, probably five, six weeks or something, a uh, big thank you for those that, are, that uh, like the podcast and share it that's out there, but to make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube and find us on the other social media platforms. And uh, it went full circle that now for you to see us on YouTube, that you must be... Um, you can't just go on the Cigar Authority and end up watching it because they want to make sure you're of age. There's all kinds of crap going on right now, um, and it's important for you to do it, to uh, find us on the social media platforms and subscribe to our podcast. And if you share it, that'd be even great uh, on top of it. But uh, the shit hit the fan, basically. And um, we, uh, this is me, Mr. Jonathan, and Mr. Sullivan. We'll call it Mr. Sullivan, Okay. Uh, we are off Facebook, not because we chose to be off Facebook. I've been on for 11 years. Uh, a lot of, um, not only do I put cigar information up there, it's family and friends that are on there too. So holidays and stuff and all my, the connections. 5,000 um, friends is the most I can have. So I constantly eliminate people that kind of disappear and you don't see any action to them. And I never hear anything from them and let new people in. And that's how I managed yep. you too. 5,000, right? Yep. It's been going on for years. So uh, I, I liked it. It's something I do twice a day. Usually first thing in the morning, I put something up and then try to get something on during the night and then scroll through and look at it. And uh, was there an addictive part of it? I would say a I'm little sure. bit because yep. uh, uh, all of a sudden, Tuesday, I I look in the morning, Tuesday morning, because that's first time I go on there and I put something on and I couldn't get on. 
And I said, well, something's wrong. I must have clicked the wrong button or something. I'll have Jonathan fix it for me in the morning. And I walk in the door, and Jonathan <clears throat> looks at me as soon as I walk in the door, and he says, hey, go on to my Facebook account. And I said, well, I can't. And he goes, why? <laughs> and I said, because I can't get on. Something went wrong. And he goes, I said, why are you asking that? He says, because I can't get on mine either. Got kicked off. And it turns out that we are kicked off. Now, you so, hear about this Facebook jail thing that they take people in a, because they said something, they put them aside for a while and you got to spend 30 three, days or whatever. Yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> oh, no, no. That's not what happened to us. No, we you, you are were off. Executed. We were executed. executed. <laughs> we were executed. Now, Dave, yeah. I have a question. Yeah. Should everyone disregard all of the advice we gave on last week's after show? Really? Which I'm telling you not to do. <laughs> we weren't doing that. We shit. weren't doing it. Right. That, I don't and, know. And, and how coincidental. My God. <laughs> so the weird thing was we were thrown off Tuesday. The after show went on Wednesday <laughs> after I'm already gone. And I'm like, holy shit. But we could smell it coming. We could smell something happening in here. Is it, uh, it? It's certainly not politics because I don't. I don't bring up politics, although it is a week away from the election at the time. Um, now we're just a few days away. Right. Let's see what ends up happening there. But Facebook is telling me when I go on there to say, uh, "Okay, what's wrong? Tell me what I did wrong." It says this is irreversible. You're gone. That's it. Wow. Uh, everything that was ever there, we took and threw away, and it's it's over. And unfortunately, this pitches and things I would love to end up getting. Yeah, like 24 hours notice would have been great. I could have pulled the pictures that I don't have copies of. Right, right. Videos. So uh, supposedly irreversible, and um, Barry's saying, okay, you can start again. But I am David Garofalo, and... Where do I go? I change a letter in my name or something? No, there's hundreds of David Garofalo's out there. You're not the one and only. I'm the only. I, I don't exist. I mean, you just create it with a new email account. David Garofalo 2.0. Hmm. I got my 2.0. I'm on MeWe now. That's right. <laughs> MeWe is the thing. You see this? This is the bar across the sensor bar, and that's what MeWe's about. That it's it's actually going against Facebook for the exact reasons of what they just did to us. And you're no not going to get an explanation. You're not nothing. They wouldn't. They wouldn't give us. And and why don't they give me an explanation? Because actually, there's somebody in New Hampshire suing Facebook for this exact reason, and they know well for the reason of taking them down, and they said what it is. So now they're at the point of let's not say why we're doing it. We we're doing it because we can. They don't need an explanation. If they gave us me an explanation, say, I don't like you because you smoke cigars, now maybe that becomes a problem and it could be a lawsuit against them. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. You can't even look back to, like, it'd be nice to look back and say, oh, maybe it was that. But you can't. No, my that, last post was my deceased 100 and, 102nd birthday for my grandfather. I put a picture of him and my brother up. That was the last interaction I had on Facebook. It's crazy. And, and I'm kicked off because they don't like that my grandfather had a cigar in his right. mouth. But they don't say why. I smoked a brulee and took a picture of the brulee with next to the two guys. That signed. might be what that did was. It. That was my last post. Ah, because you you of the school that says it's not sweet tipped, and so you're lying. Really? Okay, that must be it. <laughs> as a, as a previous investigator, to me, and we talked about this before the show started, the fact that there's more than one person connected, correct, makes it well, a way put it bigger on, thing than you put it on Instagram, which we're not kicked off of, even though which that's they a Facebook, own Instagram. That's a Facebook property, but you put it on Instagram, and how many people commented that their cigar group was kicked off? Yeah, they've been put in Facebook jail over cigars. So Facebook is going against cigars, is, well, is the fact. Yeah. Which is why they need to repeal two thirty and start treating social media as a publisher, hold them responsible. 
Well, that's a whole political. Argument. Yeah, listen, so, something's going on. I don't like it. I'm enjoying it though because I can post whatever I want right now, and you can't <laughs> see it, and I can't get in trouble. <laughs> I got people out there checking for me. So if you would like to follow David and I, by the way, we've had a great time this week putting stuff on MeWe because he and I are each other's only real friends on there. M E W E. This is so if thing. you want to join the uh, no the, sense the of revolution. Bar. You jump over to MeWe, get yourself set yeah, up with a free account. Yeah, they need a little account. love because right now they're posting stuff and they're the only people That's liking it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got five people or something right now. But we also have a Cigar Authority page we put up yeah. there. And there's little only two group. people on that. No, three. Ed's on there, too. So we got oh, three. Yeah. You guys are on Instagram. Because I've been following Instagram, but Instagram's owned by Facebook. So I'm oh, imagining so we're going to get dumped off that, too. Hmm. So I have no idea what to do. So we're going to start a revolution and get... All cigar people over to MeWe because they haven't said that there's no tobacco policy over there. There's no any policy. And what I love about it is that you can see your newsfeed in the order that it was posted. There's no algorithm that says, oh, you'd like to see this, which is what's going on on Facebook. That's what makes it so addictive is they're figuring out what it is that you want to see and they're keeping you on that platform. You'll be back because you're a narcissist. You want you want <laughs> those hundred likes of you dressed as Prince. I don't know if you know this about me, Barrons, but once I've soured, it's over. You'll it's be over. back. Dave will be back and then you'll fall. Dave out. might be back, but I will not be. I shouldn't even be with you guys right now because I'm so close right. to a thousand people on Instagram and you guys <laughs> help me with that and I'm excited about maybe getting there and now that I'm with you, I'm probably going to be off that. It's possible. Like, get on me real quick. Like everybody, like Mike L underscore Apatel. Get me to a thousand before they kick me off. <laughs> That's my one goal I have. Let's, let's, let's go to MeWe. We'll do MeWe together. MeWe. Right. I'll join MeWe. And uh, <laughs> listen, I can spend a lot of time with everybody because uh, I put something up there and I, a few minutes later, bloop, I get the little thing <laughs> and it's Jonathan and the same thing and we laugh at each other. Half the time, I'm the one who took the picture. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That's funny. So uh, that that is our plan for the future. As crazy as it is, but as crazy as it is on Halloween, Halloween. which is today, it's time to t- take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum cigars. (laughs) This week's Asylum has me pissed off. No humor, no raunchy stories, just the commentary on how fucked up the world has become. When you think of Halloween, you think of candy, ghosts, goblins, skeletons, and scary movies. However, this week across the pond in England... A councilman in the UK was asked to remove his outdoor Halloween decorations because they're detrimental to the mental health of kids. It appears the powers that be have decided that a house that featured plastic skeletons, a trio of witches, and an eerie green light was deemed too much. I don't know about you, but I'm motherfucking tired of the pussification of the world, and that's not only insane, it's asylum. And they threw us off. He says this kind of stuff, and they threw us off. It's and he's fucking Halloween. It's I about know. ghosts and goblins and skeletons. And candy. And candy. <laughs> oh, a plastic, a plastic skeleton is going to scare I my know. child. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous what's going Luckily, on. Luckily, Barry, your pull-out game's been on fleek your entire <laughs> life, so you don't have any children of your own. 
So upcoming shows we got coming up. Uh, next week, we're going to try something we never did before. It's going to be Cigar Trivia Live. We have 20 questions, 20 prizes live. So you actually have to be watching the show or listening to the show live. Uh, and there's only two places to do it right now, which is Facebook Live, which um, one of you guys are going to have to uh, check that to see uh, if you're still who, on. the winner. If you're still on, right? Right. We don't know. Or YouTube, which is what I'm on right now. Uh, never did it before. I'm on YouTube Live just to see. Um, and during the break, I'll look, I'll look at what people write, which is what you guys are looking at all the time. I can't chew gum and walk at the same time, so I'm not trying to pull that off. But um, 20 questions, 20 different prizes, and the people, who, whoever answers first uh, on either platform or whatever is going to win the prize, and then we'll send you the prize, and We'll ask these questions. So we're trying it out to see if, uh, if we can do that. And uh, the following week, November 14th, is the launch of the Black Friday Firecracker. Yeah. So we'll have it on, and uh, we'll talk about it. And, um, boy, the year is almost over. The following week, contenders for the Cigar of the Year. Unbelievable. Oh. So this has really gone uh, unbelievable. Um, of, and we got some great shows coming up. We have uh, Nick Coutreau. Uh He's the one that wrote that book, yep. uh, Cigar Bliss. We're going to have him on the following week on November 28th. So big November coming up. If you think November's big, December's going to be even bigger than that. But I'm just worried if we're going to even be out there. Are you going to mm -hmm. be able to see this? Um who the hell knows what's going to happen? Mm -hmm. So find us on the other platforms because if all you watched on the Cigar Authority was on David Garofalo's feed that he sends out every single week, it's not there, and you can't even hear me right now because it wasn't there. So <laughs> Good thing you're talking to them. Right. But I, I told them weeks in advance. I could smell something happening. You can, you can just smell it and know something bad is going on. So that's what's coming up. This cigar reminds me of myself as a child. Ugh. I was very gingery. <laughs> You're getting that ginger snap still. It's that ginger yeah. snap all the way right to the end. I love it. You were the redheaded stepchild. Picked on, beat up, if it wasn't for your brother. I saw, Out of habit, I carry two lunch monies just in case. Yeah, got to <laughs> give one out. I did, too, but that's because I had lunch twice, <laughs> as you can see. All right. Uh, I'm going to get more into this um, controversy over um, Facebook and MeWe and uh, all this uh, when we come back. But we're going to take a break right now. Where is social media going? Where is our First Amendment to the Constitution? We have a plan. And... Um, Soon, uh, they may want to take the Cigar Authority down, so we got to gear up for this. we got letters in the mailbox, prizes to give away, and lots more. We're still live on the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, the time, my friend, is now. For just $24.99, you'll get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke each one of those cigars on the Cigar Authority podcast with you. I don't know if that's really a benefit. Sure it is. We will judge the construction, flavors, and review the cigars, and you can see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for $24.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. 
That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up today. The Cigar Authority Care Package. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Certain general warning cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world, from exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast or better yet passionado cigar journal covers cigars in the u.s and around the world and is printed right here in the usa you owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine cigar journal available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website cigarjournal.com that's cigarjournal.com Com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th Anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? 
available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is Mr. Jonathan Carney with La Florida Minicana Cigars and you're listening to the Cigar Authority. And we're back with hour number two. We're celebrating Rocky Patel's 25th anniversary and uh, at the end of my Rocky Patel quarter century cigar with Mike the Rep and winter is here. And we're not posting that on Facebook because they took us down. But we have a plan for it. Welcome back, everybody. That's it. I never smoked so much of a cigar during the no. show because Rocky talked so much. It, it was, was great. great. <laughs> got, I, I got to really got to enjoy, enjoy the cigar. Um, but we're going to enjoy this one. So we'll pass the next cigar down. Well, so today's second cigar is the Rocky Patel Winter Collection, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua by Rocky Patel. Once again, we're smoking a five and a half by 50 Robusto, and this one features a San Andreas wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and fillers from Honduras and Nicaragua. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, and a single cigar will set you back $10.69, while a box of 25 is $236.95, which is a savings of 30 or 11% off the box price on twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. I like the band. Uh, what do they call that metal, cross-metal? Um, diamond. Diamond plate. It's like a mm-hmm. diamond plate. Carbon fiber, maybe? I imagine if I took yep. a picture of this, though, and tried to post it on Facebook, I couldn't. Yeah. Oh, when I got it up on oh, the website, you don't have a profile. When I got it up on the website, it was a pain in the ass to shoot because it was reflecting yeah. the right. lights. It's so reflective. Plus, it was like I, a plus disco I don't ball. have Facebook, so I can't do, do it anyway. But I think I'd have a hard time with the photograph of it. But it's cool looking. Uh, of this, this was Nicaraguan. Also, you said uh, Nicaraguan binder and in the fillers, as well as Honduran in the filler. Okay, Honduran Nicaraguan combination. It's time to cut the cigar. The official cutting brought to you by. Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Okay. Let's see how much different this is than that, and maybe we can figure out what the secret ingredient of the quarter century was. Mike, do you know the secret ingredients? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> so he, he knows what it is, but he's not going to tell us. But that's okay. How about it's a secret? Dave. How about if we got it right? Would you say it? No, no. Okay. 
You don't want to get fired for us? No. <laughs> Wuss. Seems lighter. This cigar seems lighter on the cold draw really? than the last one, which was pretty bold, but not too strong, but very cinnamony. This one more nuttiness than cinnamony. I'll give you. I'll give you a nut, and I'll raise you. <clears throat> We're gonna light our cigar today with the Vertigo Sputnik. Jonathan likes giving nuts. Vertigo Sputnik has a flip top, three jets, all fueled by the patented Vertigo big ass tank. You get easy adjustment wheel at the bottom, all for the low price of nine ninety nine. That's the Vertigo Sputnik. That this is a crazy lighter for ten bucks. Are you kidding me? This might be better than the Cyclone. I like the way the Cyclone feels in the hand better, but this well, one's fe- closer to the reality. Yeah, this one has a bigger tank. I think. Yeah, it's got a huge tank, huh? Yeah, awesome, girthier. Okay, so here's the plan to get our message out without Facebook. We don't have Facebook. I still got to get the message out of different events and promotions and things. Uh, what would face, what Facebook look like without your First Amendment rights, with your First Amendment rights intact? MeWe. This is actually right when you go to MeWe. This is what you're going to see right on the top of it. So this is the direction they're going. MeWe says... MeWe challenges the status quo by making privacy the foundation of the online experience. MeWe does not share or sell your personal information to advertisers or marketers. There are no ads, no targeting, no feed, newsfeed manipulation, which is what you're talking about right. that happens to you, and no BS. Share content only to those you wish to see it. It's your online life with trust, control, privacy, and safety. So I like what I'm hearing here because of the problems I have already. MeWe began in, in New Mexico as a vision over dinner between two friends. With Facebook all the rage, they felt something was critically human was getting lost. The spirit of democracy in the background of our privacy. Big tech companies had reverted to treating us as commodities. They somehow mistook people signing up for their services as a welcome invitation to target, track, spy, and sell the information to advertisers and the government. Hmm. So we got an issue here, right? Yeah, the real thing is that they've got the algorithm set up so that it entraps you into staying on the platform. So really what they're selling to their advertiser is... We can guarantee that the average user time is going to be X number of minutes. And in those X number of minutes, we can hit them with so many of your ads. And that this is what Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all the major platforms, this is the algorithm that they use. So the next thing, we, we look at our newsfeed as like a long receipt tape, like it's already set. The reality is three clicks below your phone the bots are looking at what you're looking at. They're looking at what you're stalling on, what you click on, what you like, and they're targeting to you. They're targeting the next post that you see. You know what's weird, though? That I would be talking about something, not clicking on anything, talking about it, and then get an ad for that thing that I talked about. Well, you gave Does Facebook that to permission you? to use your microphone. And you didn't say you can use the microphone just when I'm on the platform. You said you can use my microphone. So they used it all the time. So maybe this is a good thing at the end of it that we're, we're gone. At the beginning of it, I hated it so much that they did this. Because you were addicted to the platform. You had social media addiction. Maybe. I know I felt it. You know, Day the, one, I was. I, 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 you like know what I, the best thing about MeWe is? The what? You know what the best thing about MeWe is? What? Lots of porn. 
<laughs> I haven't yeah? seen a single thing of porn I have it at either. all. No, you don't know where to look. <laughs> you, it's where you look. So his feed is going to look very, very different than mm-hmm. everybody else's. Yeah, me, we markets to what I like, which is porn. They don't market to anybody. Um, as a businessman myself, I see um, that they saw the opening. Facebook was doing bad things like taking me down, and there needs to be a competitor. Um, that's what they say. That's what I say, too. I like competition, uh, even when it's against me. It drives us. It makes us better. Yeah. This is what Rocky Patel did for the industry, too. He became a strong competitor. Uh, competition is good. There is somewhere else to go, hopefully, um, and I hope it's MeWe. And um, if you're thinking, you're listening to this, and you like my Facebook feed, and it's not there anymore, you got to go to MeWe, and I'm going to try to post stuff all the time like I did before, except nobody's looking right now. But I have five people. Let's see. Let's, <laughs> well, Chef Carney is, jumped on the bandwagon. Yes, he is. I'll so be with, six for you. All within, right, thank uh, you. Within a few days, we <laughs> quintupled up on uh, So and are you on the Cigar Authority, too, or just David Garofalo? Just commercial right now, just, but I'll yeah, the Cigar Authority, that makes three. That'll be three on the Cigar Authority and, and five personal, six over here. Do I have a seven? Are you out there? Um, so, Sean's in. Here we so, go. Barry, you were telling me you got to make sure you got to spell it right because it's not going to yeah, It's very it. hard to find people on there. And uh, sorry, Rudy's not going to follow you over there, he said, because they want his phone number and he refuses to give them his phone number. Rudy, I'll or give it to him. Or email address. Or email address. <laughs> phone number or email address. It says, so I put the email address. I didn't put my phone number. So I put my email address. They can have my email address. And um, maybe we got to do some contests on MeWe. Oh. And we can just win all the prizes. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we do something like that. I don't know. I want to come up with something um, because, yeah, I can start all over on Facebook, but it's like you don't want me. They're saying they don't yeah, want me I'm there, out. so do I want to be there? There's 4,900 people that want you there. They can reinstate my uh, profile, and I'll go back. Short of that, I'm not signing up under another now they just name did, or any of that shit. I know Twitter just did that for the uh, New, New York, York Post, Post, that New York Post said, no, we're not going to start it up again, and we're not going to take something down in order to do it. And yesterday, they caved in and said, okay, we just put you back up. Yeah, because- they had to do that because Jack otherwise lied under oath, and he was going to wind up going to jail. So, I got no pull, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the New York Post. The Cigar Authority says I don't think that ends up happening. So, okay, let's get to a mailbag. First mailbag. All right. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Scott, I, I got a couple of Scots here, so I'm going to use your last name, Scott. Scott Peters writes with the subject, career change. Big Dave. Big Dave. Mm-hmm. Already, become- already bringing in the weight problem, huh? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I have become quite the cigar passionado over the years. I simply love cigars and everything about them. I'm a registered nurse with a master's degree in executive leadership. I don't like it anymore. People suck. You got a spot for me on your payroll? I look like Mr. J. Love you guys. So people suck. I know. But he wants to do retail. Right. <laughs> you have no idea how Wrong much people suck. You have Scott. no idea. Right. You have no idea. The people in your hospital have to be there. They're sick and they can't go anywhere. But um, yeah, you don't want to be. 
You don't want to be in retail if you're not a people person, as they say. Like that's the well. Goal. The difference that there is a big difference between you seeing people in a hospital that don't want to be there versus somebody walking into a cigar store. A you don't walk into face. a cigar store unless you plan on buying cigars. You're happy to be there. You share a common passion. I thought this was going to be very different, the Rocky Patel Winter, than the uh, quarter, century? quarter century. It's similar. There's similarities here. Getting a hint of birch. Did you hit your head? How do you know what a birch tastes like? Birch beer? Look a lot of trees. I agree 100% with Barry. I do not. <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Jonathan Carney's in our audience here today. His name is Chef Carney now, he told me. Uh, yeah, it should be. It uh, should be based on his post. <laughs> great Thursday event. Uh, I enjoyed it so much. We had a, not only had a good time... Um, we sold lots of cigars, and uh, the food was sensational. The unsung hero for that whole thing, by the way, was Ed Sullivan. He managed to pull off the tech portion of it flawlessly. It was it tough? There was a lot of things going on, right? Listen, it was simple if you spent 10 hours preparing. Ah. Yeah, he got here. I got here at 8 <laughs> o'clock in the morning. He got here at 8.15 and started working right then. All right. It, it worked pretty flawlessly, it, I would say, right? It worked right? out well. Yeah. 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 Um, we, if, if you saw the episode, if you didn't see the episode, you can go on because it's still on YouTube. Right. You can't find it on my Facebook page, but it never got there. Well, it's on the Cigar Authority. Well, he Facebook also shared page. it to the Wee, the, the MeWe. MeWe. It's on MeWe. What is it? All five of us. We P? MeWe. M E W E. Me and We. Uh, I don't good. know if I'm going to remember that. Yeah, Me first. We second. I mean, I'm friends with Jonathan on there. I don't think I'm your friend. Come on, you can double me up by the end of the day. All I think right. we can I'll double have, up and double up on I'll friends. I'll have to remember I, I, how to I, spell your name. Are they called friends or do they do the same thing? I think they call them contacts on me. Okay. All right. Contacts. All right. Let's do that. Um, but we had packs available on the show that we had a special cigar. It was called the LFD Tomahawk. Great. And we're the only ones that have it. And we still have some left. The only way to get them is you get a a selection, and there's $49, $59, $99, and $199 things with different cigars in it, Andalusian Bulls, real hard to get stuff, awesome, awesome packs that went. They went very, very, very well, but I imagine in the next day or two, it should wrap it up. By the time I get back to work on Monday, they should be gone. Yeah. So if you're interested, how, how do they find it without watching the show? Go to twoguyscigars.com, and the main rotator will have the... Uh the LFD Tomahawk event deals, and you'll be able to pick the pack of your choice. And if you're on the CigarAuthority.com, on the right-hand side, on the desktop, there's a link. And if you're on the mobile, scroll down about five or six thumb scrolls, and it should be right there. Okay. All right. Beautiful. That's Sorry. I, that, yeah, I was busy I saw actually you. sending you a, a friend request. Oh, really? A contact request. Thank you. So, so Ed Sullivan yeah. just got himself in trouble for being on social media while he's doing the show. <laughs> <laughs> but it's MeWe, so it's okay. It is. Well, yeah. That ding-ding means it's time for the matchup of the week brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair Cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? Mr. Jonathan, I want you to go last because I know your answer already. Do you? <laughs> Put ketchup versus ranch dressing on everything you eat. 
So for now on, you have to put either ketchup or ranch dressing on everything you eat. Mike, let's go first. I'm ketchup 100%. Ketchup 100%. I hate them both. Okay, you got to pick one. (sighs) Ketchup. Ketchup. And I say ketchup. Mr. Jonathan? I'm not a fan of either, really, but I, I would have to go ranch because I abhor ketchup. I abhor ketchup. You always did. He doesn't even want ketchup in the area where he's eating. At all. Leave the whores out of it. Why a problem with ketchup? What happened? You were ginger, (laughs) red hair. As a kid, there's really something to him with ketchup. It's crazy. can't stand the smell of it, the texture, the taste. How about the green ketchup? Remember that? No, no. What's worse, though? Ketchup on a hot dog or? or I don't eat hot dogs either. Or the, the, the salad dressing thing that you said on a hot dog. Salad dressing thing, the ranch dressing. Yeah, I mean some things just made to go together. I don't do ranch dressing. How the hell (laughs) do you think that that was the appropriate? (laughs) That was a stretch. (laughs) It was ketchup on a hot dog, butter on a pop tart. It's the same thing. Do you eat tomatoes? I eat tomatoes. Yeah, eat sauce, red sauce, red sauce. I love it. Ketchup is red sauce. I make my own barbecue sauce, and I don't put ketchup in it. Now, my barbecue sauce may have the ingredients that would be in ketchup, but and I could just use ketchup, but won't. then I would know there was ketchup in it, and you I wouldn't eat it. it. So I, I make my own from scratch. What, right. what if it was homemade ketchup? Could you make your own ketchup? Nope. Be, no. Nope. He has a mayonnaise problem, too, which I is like, interesting. I don't like mayonnaise. And if it looks like it would be mayonnaise, but right. it isn't. Well, but I won't eat pasta it, salad that I make with Italian <laughs> dressing because somebody somewhere puts mayonnaise in it, right. and I can't do it. I'll throw up. What, what if it's a room-temperature tomato sauce? Could you dip a French fry in that? Oh, that sounds like a good time. If I made the tomato <laughs> sauce so I know no one's messing with me, yes. All right. It was like as a kid when you went to McDonald's, you would dip your fry in the vanilla shake. That was <laughs> yeah. a good time. That was a good time. <laughs> mustard? Would you ever put mustard on it? No, I'm not a mustard no, guy. Vinegar? Uh, salt yeah. vinegar, yeah. So the vinegar mustard thing works yeah. too. I've done it. It's good. I like mustard on it too. But then again, it's a French fry, right? It, anything but ranch dressing, I would say. Uh, MeWe has a bill of rights on their site. A bill of rights wow. for it. Um, you own your personal information and content. Never receive targeting from third-party advertisers. You have full control of your newsfeed. You, um, they do not manipulate, filter, or change the order of the newsfeed, which, by the way, happens all the time out there. Permission and privacy are your rights. You control them. You also control the access of your content. You can opt out of a member's directory to protect your privacy. They do not sell their personal information to anybody. Your face is your business. We do not use facial recognition technology. Hmm. Another interesting one, right? Um, you have the right to delete your account and take your content with you at any time. Maybe, maybe they just couldn't figure out how to do the, the facial recognition. Maybe, but I don't want them to do it anyway. They're growing 20% a year, and it's the people that are sick of the bullshit on Facebook. And it, it's not a political thing. It's not. How many years have they been in existence? Since 2012. So eight years. So going by your rate, they're up to 16 people. <laughs> it's not. It's over nine million. So nine million users. We're Dave, gonna, and we're gonna bring it over the top. Would you say you you love me? We not you yet. This shit, don't you? Not yet. You <laughs> now you just stretch it for stuff to there drop over there, Ed. <laughs> <clears throat> of course, some people are talking bad about it already. Barry, 
Rolling Stones magazine says this is an anti-vaccine and conspiracy theories thriving place. Mm. Only because that shit doesn't get taken down. So it's not that it's thriving. It's not being removed. It's not being filtered out. So how about people who enjoy a legal product? Cigars. What's wrong with that? Uh, how about um, moving the cigar community there to MeWe? And then that is, becomes, we own the platform. If it's so small as you think, this is where the cigar people go. We can utilize our First Amendment right, they say. It's your show. We can share online uh, by our rules. Um, you own the content and control the interactions and design your level of privacy that happens there. I'm liking what I'm seeing here. MeWe seems to be the first anti-Facebook uh, that has seen numbers rise rapidly, growing to 10 million members and predicts it will hit 40 million by the end of the year. Ooh, so nice. they're expecting four times the growth That's a big because jump. they understood that uh, Jonathan and David got on board with this and started pushing it. So can, can we push it four times the, the spot? We're going to see if we well, can end up doing that's it. that's eight people, right? Yep. Four times what you two have now. You yep. can do it. We I, can do it on our side, but 10 million. They well, got 10 million. They'll get to the 40 million. And we, we can't help the 40 million, but the network is free, but MeWe has a premium offering. So how does MeWe make money? So this is a business person. I look at it and say, oh, they're not letting the advertisers go on. They're not letting this end up happening. We can see that that's what's happening on Facebook. But how are they making money? God bless you. Excuse me, COVID. Yeah. Um, emojis. They actually sell emojis if you want to put funny things up there. Is that a big business? I, I don't know. Um, live video and extra photo storage for $4.99 per month. So live video. So we can pay $4.99 a month and we can go live on MeWe. And that's what we're going to do. We are? Yeah. Well, the software we use would have to uh, support that. And Stop trying to find negativity use, over there, he parents. Is, he is, yeah. Get on board. The software we use does not support MeWe. How do you know? Ed Sullivan? I don't know. I, I never even heard of this thing till this week. All right. So <laughs> you got till next week to figure it out. Um, if we can get uh, 3% to sign up to MeWe, um, says MeWe, if we can get three people to sign up for these packages and stuff, we're in good shape, and they're going to be able to keep going on and building and stuff from there. So to count on people, basically support us. So for $5 a month, I'm, 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 I'm doing it anyway just to help support them. Um, they're pretty new. They have some bugs. Uh, I haven't figured it out yet because I haven't figured it out completely myself. But um, there's an option there for tobacco products to exist. And listen, being in the cigar industry, I've always had to look for other options in advance of them shutting me down. Uh, that goes for taxation in Massachusetts where I moved out of the state. Now I see what's happening to Facebook, who owns Instagram. Let me gear up and let me get going on somewhere else. We can build a community there. If others don't want it... Um, you start looking for something else because the day's going to come and it may surprise everybody. I told you weeks ago, start subscribing to us um, because th this was going to happen on YouTube. It did. And now I'm telling you weeks in advance. I hope it never happens, but uh, they took us down. They could take you down too. So Andix just signed up and he said he searched for, for you and you don't come up. Okay. So you got to spell my name right. I, I found you. MR right. period. Space, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N. That's all you need, Andex. And I'm David, D-A-V-I-D, Garofalo, G-A-R-O-F-A-L-O. 
Just she, like it sounds. And then Rudy says, this uh, sounds like a low-budget airline, kind of like spirit. <laughs> Maybe, but uh, Rudy, I just want you to know who you're siding with here. You're taking Barry Stein's side on this. That should be pause for concern. All right, mailbag number two. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, and it's another Scott, Scott Mazarki. Another Scott? Well, another, the last one was the last Scott. one was Scott. No, it wasn't. Yeah, the last one was Scott Peters. I'm looking at it right okay. here. And this is Scott Mazarki. Okay. His subject line is just a thought. After listening to the podcast coach, which I have to say, by the way, I got a shitload of emails about the podcast coach. Most of them shitting on him. <laughs> really? <laughs> Jim, it wasn't us. Vast we appreciate it. Majority. Okay. Huh. I have a thought. I know everyone's a Monday morning quarterback, but I have been a content creator for television and radio for almost 20 years. Wow. He, the podcast coach, mentioned that two hours might be a little long, but suggested not changing it since you've been doing that length for so long. Here's my thought. Option one, shrink the show down to an hour and a half and only smoke the one cigar from the care package. You're keeping close to the original length, but still slightly condensing the show. Here's the reasoning. Me personally, I usually only listen to the show until my cigar is finished, which is usually close to an hour and 15 minutes, maybe an hour and 30 I'm not smoking the second cigar only because I don't have it. So you lose me as far as the cigar tasting goes. Ah. That content is no longer relevant to me. What's left in the last half hour, classic three-way, easily moves somewhere else in the first hour and a half, uh, which takes me to option two. Add another level to the care package. Keep the show two hours, but add an option to have both cigars. Price it to $50 with Prime at 60 or whatever you seem fit. That way, you'll still engage the audience with a second cigar. Also, I think a unified chat room would be super nice. What do you have now? Three? Yeah. If you're pushing YouTube subscribers, then make that the only chat room you interact with is the YouTube chat room. That will definitely drive you up your YouTube traffic. Love watching you guys, and thanks for all you do. Scott from Georgia. I like it. I like what he says there, but why do I use multiple platforms and stuff? Because of they might take me down from this and put us to that, and I like insurance policies to be, I have three cigar stores and an online presence. Why do I have all this stuff? Because something could go wrong somewhere. Uh, COVID-19 could break out, and thank God I had the online, or yeah, we would have been out of we business. Been out. Uh, so a lot of these things are insurance policies of have multiple things of b being in the cigar business that works for people in any other business other than tobacco. I'd say maybe guns are problems too, or whatever, but, uh, Miwi says they got no problems with anybody. I, I searched everywhere because Barry was trying to shit on Miwi saying that they're anti-tobacco. I must've read 30 articles and not one mentioned the slightest bit of anti-tobacco and when I searched to, I wanted to create a cigar group, I couldn't see any in the major, you know, they give the group categories. Mm -hmm. So I created one and it went up, no problem. And then I went back and searched because you said you'd seen cigar yeah. groups. I just searched of. cigar and there's 300 cigar groups in there. Yeah. So they get the, obviously people are flourishing on the platform. I, I did get a lot of pushback. I was just talking in the store to different people and stuff and the, the, the hate of what they don't even know, MeWe, but that, there's a lot, There's always that, that nobody wants what's new. In, in the cigar business, they want what's new, but not when it comes to, oh, I'm, I, I know how to work Facebook and I'm going to stay with Facebook. For three days, 100% of my friends liked my posts. That's right. right. What more could you ask for? <laughs> really? <laughs> You could ask for the Don Raphael offer of the day is what you could ask for. Brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. 
Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, how much? I'm going to go right to our guest, Mike, again. We'll go first. Tabasco eye drops. One drop per eye. You get $20 for the first drop, and you get $180 for the second drop in the other eye. Negative. Okay, Barry. I'm out. Mr. Jonathan? I'm afraid you're going to make me do it. (laughs) (laughs) Then it's a no if you won't do it. 20 bucks on the first one. I'm figuring you're going to tap out after that, and it'll just cost me 20 bucks, and you'll be sorry. But 180 for the second one, which is real money. I got a, uh, my neighbor downstairs from me in my in my apartment. Uh, she she makes pot brownies. Where are you going with this? She sells <laughs> she sells them real cheap. She's like my little dealer down there, and I and I haven't had any yet, but. I'm thinking maybe if I if I took one of her brownies, waited 50 minutes or so. What's the pot brownie cost? I don't know, like 10 bucks, I think. And, but I could I could take the brownie and I could make 200 bucks. No, or, or 190. I, but, I, I don't do think it. the brownie's are, gonna are make they the like pain go away. The fudgy or the cakey brownie? <laughs> they looked pretty fudgy. I had to turn her down. I felt terrible because she's just trying to have a little side hustle. But sure. Sure. Uh, Dave, I wouldn't do it for 10 times, maybe not 100 <laughs> times. That is crazy. It's just Tabasco. I don't even like Chef eating Chef Carney Tabasco. says getting it in your eyes, not good. It's yeah, good. Chef Carney's saying it's awful because it's happened to him by accident, <laughs> right? What's worse, that or pepper spray? It pepper, pepper spray. spray, you jackass. Uh-huh. It's exactly what it is. It really? Yeah. yeah. Could you put it on your food? Could you put pepper spray on your food? <laughs> you could put pepper spray on your food. Really? It would, it's an aerosol, though. It's going to get everywhere, and you're going to mace yourself. It's not It's not a good plan. Huh. That's, Mike, that's, did you like the pepper spray people as a cop? Uh, did you I, like I, I, you I, like I, <laughs> Be careful how you I answer that. I only did that one. I absolutely had to. <laughs> but you have. Yes. Of you have. Of course. <laughs> of course. We could get some real stories out of him, but he plays he it so tight. Not yet. Not yet. We've got to go drink. I got some great Halloween with. stories. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll get to those. Uh, Rocky Patel, Winter Collection. What do you think so far? Very bread like. Mm, bread. It's very different than the original. The original had a Pennsylvania broadleaf wrapper, right. and it reached cult like status. So when I looked this up, I was disappointed because it wasn't the broadleaf. But this is probably the fifth or sixth one I've smoked, and it stands on its own. You can't compare it to the past. It's a very good cigar. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember the last, the Pennsylvania Broadly, right? Yeah. 2009. Which, which, yes. Talk yes. about way ahead of its time. It's being really used a lot now. Right. And yeah. 2009, 11 years ago, yeah. he was using it. So uh, there's, there's lots of things coming up. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we have mailbag number three, and we'll pick a winner from that and uh, let you know what we're going to talk about on the after show. Very interesting. Uh, we're live at the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. 
Every cigar is in the $3 price range. That's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider cigars. So there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican Cigar Manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Anduyo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. 
You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. What's going on? This is Robert Kelly from Medfit, Massachusetts, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. I hope they have me back. I think I swore too much. Robert Kelly, we got to have him back. Yeah, but he's fun. He's locked down, though, right? COVID nineteen. Think he's so. locked down. He's in New York. Yeah, he was from Medford. He was a tough guy from Medford, but now he's in New York and uh, whimpering down. Um, <laughs> with the COVID nineteen, we're back. We're smoking the Rocky Patel Winter collection does this go away after winter's over it does not it does not It'll be available yeah all right so you can have like sam winter you can only have in the winter sam adams but you can have this all the time rocket patel winter you can have all the time okay is do you know if there's plans to bring back the other seasons i don't i i haven't heard that i mean again i wouldn't be the one to actually know some of the plans for the yeah, he only works there ahead, but, yeah. <laughs> it's like asking you a question well do you, you guys are you guys going to have a national sales meeting or something in january i like, hope so yeah i hope we do yeah I mean, it's all going to depend on the way things might loosen up or not. Did you go last year? We we didn't have one last year. We uh, did it, yeah, we did it uh, more. All right. Whatever's going on, virtual. Rocky Patel's selling like crazy. And yeah. <laughs> it would look like going to be a terrible year. It turned out to be a pretty damn good year for cigars. Consumption way up. Everything's going good. It's going to be an interesting wrap-up uh, at the beginning of the year and uh, going through uh, what happened this year because it was the weirdest year ever. Um, but is it as weird as the mailbag number three? We will see. It's time for the Vega Fina Best Mailbag of the Week, brought to you by Vega Fina Cigars. And this week's prize is the Vega Fina Pack. You got yourself a wine bottle. You've got some ear pods. You got a credit card holder for the back of your phone. And the Vega Fina lighter with the patented Vertigo big ass tank. Nice. Mm. A it's bottle a, of wine. Yeah, a little bottle of wine in there. About $100 a $100 value here. Is that a Brunello? It's a, <laughs> it's a Vega Fina wine. It is. And uh, Andy writes through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Gentlemen, I've been listening to your show for the last month and have become a big fan. I enjoy the information and the interaction between you all, and the chemistry is great and very entertaining. Until this episode. Ah. Mm. Jim Collison is the absolute worst critic I've ever heard. What kind of critic takes a stand on nothing? For two hours and four minutes, all he said was, well, you could tweak it a little or, but it works for you. Christ, he spent five minutes on your cowbell. His expert advice- Cowbell's gone. It's gone. And we got a, and we got a big giant screen in it's, front of us now. It's yeah. so perfect that you just interrupted me. All right. <laughs> His expert advice was don't interrupt Mr. Jonathan. Huh. He literally made my no. skin crawl, and then you brought him on the after show. What? You couldn't just thank him and walk him out the door? <laughs> you know, when it comes to discussing the YouTube broadcast, he never mentioned that dynamic camera work would work greatly to improve the broadcast, close-ups, moving back and forth between the speakers. Either he didn't recognize it, or he was afraid to say it. Either way, that's a problem. Dave, I hope you didn't pay him a consulting fee for his input. If so, I would short pay the invoice down to two cents, and that's generous. Anyway... Other than this episode, I think you guys are great. Signed, Andy. Hmm. And you think that's the best? Well, that was that was the best uh, shit on Jim Collison email. <laughs> Some of them got really personal, and I'm not huh. I'm not about to talk about someone's mother on the show. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's called for. 
What, what was number one again? That was a long time ago. Number one was uh, looking for a job at Two mm-hmm. Guys Smoke Shop as a nurse. And yet he doesn't like people. No. Right. And number two? Number two gave us a couple of options about shortening the show with respect to Jim Collison's podcast and, coaching. And, and bigger uh, New care packages, packages and all that. I like that. I like that. That was and, uh, Actually, I would like that to keep that. You can have it. Because that's how good that was. So that's your so vote. So that's my vote, number two. Oh, this is tough. Yeah, you don't want to side with uh, with Andy on uh, shitting all over Jim Collison because Jim's your boy. Right. So I guess Jim's our boy. He brought me cheese. It didn't cost anything. Right. He actually brought me <laughs> presents. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to side with Dave on this one. All right. Or against you, as it were. That's fine. What do you say? Oh, did you forget you were on the show, Barry? Yeah, I got one person voting so far, and that's uh, number two. So I'll go with number two. I said I'm the voice of the chat room, and chat room says number two. What do you think, Mike? What was the best one there? I think number two. All right. Number two. Who does number two work for? He works for Scott Mazaki. All right, Scott. All you got to do is uh, send me an email to uh, my email or back through the Contact Us page. As and, long as uh, your email we'll still it works. It does for now, right? Okay. Right. Do, do they shut email off? Does people? No, that doesn't happen, right? I don't think no, so. No, you own the email. Okay. That, see, that's the problem with Facebook. They own the platform, mm-hmm. right? And with MeWe, well, they own the platform. They own the too. platform, but the stuff can go with me. I can put pictures up. I lost those pictures. 11 years of stuff. There was some good stuff on there, and I can never get it back. What am I going to do? Move on. Is there anything I can do? If, if there's somebody out there that knows, you know what, you can get your stuff back or something, tell me how to do it because there's no way to contact. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know what to do. I would, I would like to get the pictures back anyway. I'm, I'm okay with them not wanting me, and if they don't want me, that's okay. But uh, They probably have some small print when you sign up that says everything you post ends up being in the I'm A's. sure. I'm yeah. sure. So that's it's not even that small print. I mean, it says it right there, right in the first paragraph <laughs> when you sign up for Facebook. <laughs> By the way, you're signing over all your legal rights to your photos and videos. So, Mike, so they can bitch about us next week because we're – uh, we've had Jim on the after show too. Can you stay for the after show just to give them <laughs> some stay. ammunition? Hopefully I get better emails. Than, than <laughs> you never stuff. know. Because on the after show, I have dug, um, because I had no Facebook, so I dug into uh, old video, old platforms of bloggers. So I went to Asagash Smoker, which was Barry Stein's old platform. Huh. And uh, I went back 14 years ago. And I found at the very beginning when he started this thing, he did a review on two different reviews on Rocky Patel 14 oh. years ago. So I'd like to read the review. I'd like to read the first review, and I'd like Barry to read the second review, and you'll see why on the A lot of spelling That's mistakes. Is that why? I didn't, I didn't <laughs> check spelling and stuff, but it's very interesting. Uh, we got time? We do. Let's, let's do the classic three-way brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for This Day in Classic History, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havana's. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes Classic the most affordable, premium, handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. 
Okay, it's the closest without going over, and I believe Barry is our champion, so we'll start with him. Mike, you're in on this. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be you three. You remember how it goes, right? Yep. All right, today is October 31st. It's Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. Christopher Columbus, Italian explorer and navigator who sponsored by the Spanish crown, set out to claim the East Indies. His voyage resulted in Spanish colonies of the American continent, also known as the New World. Christopher Columbus was born today. What year? Uh, I got a pen to start writing. Start uh, right. 1492 minus 27 is 5. 1465. 1445 Born Robert Van Winkle. Robert Culp. Vanilla Ice. <laughs> Entered to rap stardom after his single Ice Ice Baby became the first hip hop song to reach the Billboard charts. He was born today. Vanilla Ice, born today. 1968. 68. Mike. I'm going to say 1966. 66. 1958. 58. 66 will take it at 67. Mike Whoa. gets a point. Damn it. Barry, you're not on the board yet. That Mike, means you have goose egg, buddy. He was born on Halloween. It's five questions and one tiebreaker, by the way. Uh, over to you, Mike. Rob Schneider, comedian and actor best known for his supporting role in Adam Sandler's films such as Waterboy, Big Daddy, Mr. Deeds and the Grown Up, writer, cast member of Saturday Night Live, Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo, born today, what year? 1971. 71. 68. 68. 55. 55 for the point, Mr. Jonathan. Oh. 63, they were over. We have two points for Mr. Jonathan, one for Mike, zero for Barry, two questions left, and it's over to Barry. John Candy, lovable comedian from Uncle Buck, Great Outdoors, Spaceballs, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, died at the age of 43, but he was born today. 1950. 1950. 1941. 41. 1952. 52. What a comeback. Two points for Barry. 1950. Two points. Hmm. Look at this. The sun shines on a dog's ass some days. <laughs> one question left. We have Mr. Jonathan with two points, Mike with one, and Barry with two. One question left. Over to Mr. Jonathan. Michael Collins, astronaut. He piloted the mission on which Neil Armstrong first walked on the moon, the Apollo 11. He was born today. Michael Collins, the astronaut from Apollo 11. 1921. 21. Mike. 1923. 23. 17. 1917. 1917. 23 will take it. Mike gets it. We have a three-way tie. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we have a three-way tie. With I hate it when your tiebreakers work. And I have one tiebreaker. And it's over to Mike. American tennis star Venus Williams uh. makes her first professional debut at the age of 14 today. Not born. She makes her first professional debut at the age of 14 today. 1995. 
1995. I'm waiting for Barons to finish because I know he's cheating. I should have watched more. 1988. 88. Be 1997. 97. Two points. 97, 95 are both over 88. We'll take the point. Oh, bitch. Barry is our champion again. Good job, Barry. Thank you. What was the year? The year was 94. 88 takes it. I missed it by one. Missed it by one. Ugh. Who used to say that? Missed, missed it, it by, by that, that much. That'd be Maxwell Smart. Maxwell Smart. <laughs> Don Adams. Don yeah. Adams. Huh? I wish we could 86 you. Yeah. I get four points All, for that. Also the voice of? Tennessee Tuxedo. There we go. <laughs> and Inspector also Gadget. Also the voice of Inspector Gadget. <laughs> yeah, there we go. You into cartoons? No, I am. You are? Yeah. Your favorite cartoon? Favorite cartoon? Um... The Jetsons. Jetsons. Yeah. Good one. Mine too. Yeah. You said it. Right. I'm a Flintstone guy. I used to like the shirt tails. Which is back on by MeTV. It's not to be confused with MeWe, but MeTV. Me <laughs> I, I was a big fan of Hong Kong Fooey. Mm. Oh, I like that one. Uh, I was number one that super one guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. Hong Kong Fooey. <laughs> so uh, don't forget, change your clocks, right? That's change right. your clocks, right. fall back. Extra hours Extra sleep. Extra hours sleep tomorrow, right? We'll Great. take it. Sure. But it gets darker in the morning. It's darker at night. It starts getting gloomy around here in New England. <sighs> it's time it to snowed. get rid of that. It snowed. It snowed yesterday. It's we got a few inches. It's winter, right? There was friggin' ice and was all over the Rocky windshield this morning. It winter was collection. Yeah. It's winter time. It stinks. Mm. But um, the big thing is Tuesday, vote. And we have uh, one of the political podcasts that, that happened here. Tom Duggan said, if you're stupid. Don't vote. <laughs> don't vote. <laughs> if you don't know what a congressman does, what a senator does, what the president does, if you don't, don't understand the thing, do him a favor, do me a favor, do <laughs> us all a favor, and don't vote because you should have. You know, you're not voting. Well, it's not like the, the. Oh, I like this horse that has the. I know, but let's color. put it in context. Right before he said that, he was interviewing a German shepherd. He was. <laughs> he was. <laughs> so. Paying attention with Tom Duggan, he interviews a German <laughs> Shepherd for the first 15 minutes on the show, and then he said, if you're stupid, don't go, <laughs> which kind of took away from the whole thing. He was doing good there for, what are you going to do? I am going, the polls open up at 7 o'clock here, I'm going at 6 in the morning with my lawn chair and a cigar, and I'm going to sit and wait in line, because I'm hearing the lines are going to be out of control. And how do you think the other people in line are going to like your, your cigar? cigar? Well, they'll see how far the smoke goes, and if they're that paranoid, oh, stand six back. Six feet away. Yep. Six feet away. Maybe yeah. you're okay. Tell them it kills the virus. Yeah. There you go. Maybe they'll like that. They'll love it. Are you on the road everywhere? You're moving around? You're, you're doing your thing? You came from New York, I right? Am, yeah. You just yeah. did New York, and I you flew. New York. I flew. Yeah. yeah. No problem. I felt, yeah, God. I felt it was the cleanest place yeah. I've been in the last two or three months on the they plane. They say the airplane <laughs> right now, they got the ventilation thing going really good. It needed it anyway. So, you know, some good things are going to come out of this. And thing. I, I uh, may mispronounce this, but in the chat room, uh, Nivek Tra says that Hong Kong Fui, who voiced that, Dave? Who voiced Hong Kong Fui? I have no idea. The late Scatman Carruthers. Exactly. Oh, really? Yeah, I only know because I looked. <laughs> oh, my. you already looked. <laughs> At least you were honest, Barry. <laughs> Scatman wow. Carruthers. Wow. Yeah. So maybe on YouTube you can get you can see those I'm old sure episodes. You can, yeah, yeah. Wow, because nobody's playing that there stuff was, anymore. There was a cat, right? Was the cat named Spot or something? The cat would drive around in the car in the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who was the cat, the wise guy cat? 
Uh, Top Cat. Top Cat. The I indisputable love... leader of the gang. <laughs> I love Top Cat. That was an episode of the Cartoon Authority. <laughs> you Patel Cigars. This is the t- time where you unwind towards the end of the show, and there's no talk of me, we, and the government trying to kill us and put us out of business We're enjoying a cigar and talking cartoons. But Barry says I was spot on. Yep, his sidekick was spot yeah, you remember cat. Courageous Cat and Minute Mouse? Oh yeah, that was that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I used to like Danger Mouse as a kid. No wonder you were beat yeah. up so much. Yeah, you can see there's something shirt tails, sick. Danger Mouse. Yeah, that's a sick thing. Well, and then, that says a lot. Watching Cabbage Patch Kids too. Was it oh, Dick He-Man. Dastardly? Yeah, it, the car the race, pigeon, right? Yeah, stop the pigeon. Or? They it was a car race. Yeah. That was awesome. That was mm. on right before wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> That was the wacky races. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. That's good stuff. All right. It's better than this show anyway, but this is all we have. <laughs> Do you like the Winter Collection? It's good. It's good cigar, good. right? Yep. But I liked the um, Quarter Century better. Quarter Century is an amazing. He had to come out with something amazing, and he did. Yep. Quarter Century. Available? available. Continue? Yes. Keep it's coming out? Shipping now. Good. A, in stock at twoguyscigars.com. Yes. Beautiful. Good cigar. You should try it. We're celebrating Rocky Patel's 25th quarter century in the cigar business. You deserve to try that cigar. Next week, cigar trivia. We're going to ask 20 questions live on the show, one at a time. we got a prize for each question we ask. 20 questions, 20 prizes live. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And you may have learned something today which makes you... The Cigar Authority. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.